Look, in January, the gyms are packed. You can't even get on a treadmill because there's like three people waiting in line. But when it comes like February and even March, it's empty, right? You can hear like a pin drop. There's no one at the gym anymore. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where you guessed it, we make money make sense. My name is Nicholas. My name is Samuel, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast. In this episode, we're going to be covering New Year's resolutions and having a discussion about their viability. So let's just jump right into it. Samuel, do you set New Year's resolutions? Honestly, I don't really set them. I mean, when I was younger, probably I tried to, but they always failed, right? Nowadays, I like having more of a, just like a setting a goal that I'm aiming for and not actually worrying too much about the actual goal itself, right? What about you, Nicholas? I always felt like setting goals was like an old people thing. I feel like um, I just felt like it's, it's, you can't set a goal for the whole year, right? And expect to fulfill it every step of the way. So I do, I do agree with you that Basically, setting up that direction or making that general aim is better. What are we going to talk about in this episode, though? What are the, some of the main things that we want to touch about and like share to the audience that may be watching? In this episode, we kind of want to make sure that our listeners are setting good directions for their financial journeys. We want to help them establish directions where they want to go. And it's hard to set numerical values to these, as sometimes uh, these numerical values are out of their control. But it's important to establish habits and to set up like systems, for instance, of where your compass leads you to go in your financial journey. Isn't that right, Nicholas? Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think we should also start with a question: like a lot of people set goals, but do they work? Right? I mean, for you and me, maybe we found that. Setting an outright goal isn't the best way to approach things, but for the average listener out there, will setting goals work? And if they're not working, like why are they not working? From my experience, I haven't seen anybody whose uh, New Year's resolution actually works out super well. The people I've seen that have long-term success with their goals are not actually people that started in the new year, right? Because the new year, it gives you a boost. You're like, okay, new year, new me. I'm gonna go ahead with these new goals. But the fact that you started the new year, everyone's starting here. It actually means that you have less of a long-term actual internal motivation that's pushing you to actually go and succeed with your goal, whatever that might be. In the beginning of the year, many people sign up for gym memberships. I know that's a bit less applicable during COVID, but I think Nicholas has some opinions about people that uh say they're going to go to the gym in the first year, but they end up not. Yeah, I know. I mean, making fun of people who set New Year's resolutions to be healthy and go to the gym is like, it's kind of like beating a dead horse, but I'm going to do it anyways, because it's a good example to show how New Year's resolutions don't work. I mean, look, in January, the gyms are packed. You can't even get on a treadmill because there's like three people waiting in line. But when it comes like February and even March, it's empty, right? You can hear like a pin drop. There's no one at the gym anymore. Like, honestly, for people who just set these resolutions at the beginning of the month and they think they want to be healthier, like, it's probably better to encourage all your friends to, like, gain 10 pounds and that way you actually look skinnier rather than lie to yourself and say you're going to go to the gym when you're actually not. Yeah, I, I think that brings on to a good point 
which is that they like sharing their New Year's resolution with their friends, with their family way too much. Scientifically speaking, there's studies being done. And when you share your goals with everyone, you're actually less likely to achieve them. I think it's important to have, for instance, an accountability partner in all your goals. And so then you guys can keep each other accountable. But in general, sharing it on, for instance, your Facebook page or on any social media, it really does more harm than good. I think that's something that a lot of people need to fix. And instead of just sharing it with everyone, it's better to share when you've actually completed the goal or you've accomplished what you set out to do. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the idea of accountability partners because those are one of the things that we can do to ensure that our goals actually like succeed, right? Like we actually fulfill them. But I don't want to like lie to everyone listening and say, oh, it's very easy to achieve your New Year's resolutions. All you have to do is set SMART goals. Um, I think everyone has heard of the term like SMART, like um, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, right? I think everybody, when you tell them you're going to set a goal, they say, oh, make sure it's a SMART goal. That way you'll actually achieve it. But the problem is that if these SMART goals actually work, then people wouldn't need to continuously set them over and over again. So clearly there's something wrong here. I don't think uh, the problem with SMART goals lies with the theoretical. I think it lies in people's execution of them, right? There's people that have a lot of trouble, for instance, with just focusing properly on these goals and setting too many of them, right? I mean, SMART doesn't really cover uh, any overarching concepts. It's about having these clear, reachable goals. And people are just usually not able to do so, even though they know the theory behind SMART goals. I don't think this can be blamed on SMART goals, for instance. So it, it relies more on not the goal itself, but actually like the system, right? How are you going to achieve the goals? That's more important, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's, it's about going in that North Star direction that you're going towards, especially for financial goals. I think it's really important to not just have a specific number because if you hit that, that's great, right? But it's more likely that you don't and then it feels really bad instead of saying, okay, I'm going to be saving $5,000 each month for the whole year. Of course, you can start off by just doing the first month, but it's better just to have a good direction, for instance, a percentage, so then you don't have to worry too much about the exact number that you're saving. I mean, we can go even more general with it. I mean, we can say to ourselves, we set ourselves a resolution of, I don't want to stress so much about money. I want to be more relaxed when I'm in my everyday life. I don't have to stress about money anymore. And that can be a general goal or a general aim that we're talking about. But what's also important or like what's coupled with this also has to be the system, right? And what that really is, is how I can manage my finances, for example, to be less stressed when it comes to money management. I mean, I think the most important thing about being less stressed is to worry less about failure people are a lot more scared of it than they should be because when you fail you're gaining experience right it's not all just about the goal which is a problem with a lot of people's goals it's either you set it or you just fail right having an aim means that you're always on track to complete part of it and then when you compare yourself now to what you were before you're hopefully going to have and see an improvement which is significantly better than just feeling very terrible about failing, right? You're still getting experience and you're worrying less about the goal itself and focusing more on the journey and the things you've learned along the way. Yeah, and even when you don't fail, I think when you set goals, 
when you're not achieving the goals, uh, you're not necessarily failing. You might be on the right path, but it's certainly not as rewarding as if you set some sort of external aim or work some uh, work on something that you're generally proud and happy to work on every step of the way rather than seeing the goal itself grant you some sort of happiness because as Samuel just said, once you fail or you don't reach your goal, you're going to be a lot less happy than you were if you just continuously work on something and improve on something that doesn't really need to have a set end point. Yeah, and that is repeated with a lot of people's experience of success, right? You see a lot of people talking about like overnight successes, but most of the time, these people are working, quote unquote, in the shadows where no one's seeing, they're just working really hard. The goal is just a small part in your overall life journey. And after you accomplish your goal, you're going to have to set a new goal, right? And when you hit that goal, it might just feel really unsatisfying. It's only a one short amount of time. And if you've been working so hard in doing something you don't like, you don't feel passionate about, it's going to feel really unrewarding. If you appreciate the journey, which is going to last most of your time, then you're going to be able to savor that goal that much more. Yeah, the point is that uh, I don't completely agree with the idea that if you don't find that journey rewarding, you won't find your end goal or your end result rewarding. But I think that I agree with the part that even if your end goal is rewarding, it won't make up for all the discomfort that you basically fought for during your journey, especially if you didn't like it. So now you might be asking, if you made it to this point, what should we do for the new year? How should we spend our time and set our goals? Throughout the podcast, we've been talking about setting a compass and setting a system for how we can accomplish these without having distinct goals. You want to be setting an aim to follow and hopefully your journey will allow you to accomplish your quote-unquote goals along the way. Yeah, so goals don't have to be the traditional smart goals as we often hear, but they can be basically slight improvements or general directions you want to see your life heading into. And really, it can be anything that you think you might benefit from while you can also improve on yourself and look back on the journey and think to yourself that even though you fought hard for it, it was something that you thoroughly enjoyed rather than something that you hated and just some meager end result at the end of it. At the end of the year, hopefully next year, when you are looking at your annual review, you can just see that you've made progress compared to your previous self. And instead of worrying too much about actually reaching or failing your goal, you'll see that you've made a great improvement on yourself. So I would like to thank you all for joining us on this episode, as always. And if there's anything you guys would like to say to us or have a conversation with us, we'll be sure to answer it on the next podcast. So our email is, as always, moneymakesensepodcast at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to answer your questions through the next podcast. Thank you so much once again for tuning into this episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast, and we hope that we made money make sense.